Hey everyone, welcome to the Promise Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at My Promise Church. And to see what else is going on around here at Promise, please visit us at mypromisechurch.com. We hope this message you're about to listen to ministers to you and changes your life. Enjoy. say thank you to this worship team. Let's give them a great big hand. Love and appreciate them, their ministry in this house. Um, it's funny, I, I, uh, the first service, I, I didn't quite know the songs they were singing. I realized they went right along with my message, and I just thought, God does all things well, and, uh, and I, I just feel great to be in the house today. It's overcast outside, but I feel joy in the house, and uh, I don't know, is it going to rain or not? Are we already getting this hurricane? I can't tell. Is it like on the way? I don't know. Um, I, I want to say, uh, of course, none of us know the, the weather. Even the weathermen and the weather women, they don't know the weather either. Is that right? I got an amen on that. I got more amens on that than the whole first service. I don't know. The weathermen don't know what's going on, um, but uh, they do say that a hurricane is coming our way this week. The reason I say that is because currently we are planning on having an outdoor movie night um, that is going to be in the yard here. Um, and it's a great time. We do this a couple times a year, I think. Um, and uh, it's great for our families. It's great for the neighborhood. Um, one of our new life groups that's really focused on community efforts is hosting it. And so there's going to be concessions. There's going to be popcorn and soda and pizza and all that good stuff. Bring a blanket. Have fun. Um, watch it. It's a, it's a wholesome family movie, all that kind of good stuff. I think it's called Family Camp. Um, I've not seen it yet, but I've heard it's good. Um, and uh, we ran a big projection screen and the speakers and the whole deal. So as it is right now, I would love for you to be here Friday night. Bring your family. Um, be a great time. Always is. Um, if there's a hurricane, we will let you know. Or the hurricane will let you know. But we'll let you know that the movie is uh, postponed. Um, but if, it, if the rain is not crazy... Um, and it is clear skies. We're going to do it, and I'd love for you to be here. love for you to bring your family, bring your kids, your nephews, your nieces, grandkids, whatever the case is. And um, we like to do these kind of things also just for our neighborhood uh, because God has put us in this neighborhood for a reason, uh, to be a light and to be a, uh, an example in the community. And so I'd love for uh, fam. obviously we put a sign out there, and we always have people come. And so I'd love for the church family to... Uh, uh, to be here and just to uh, even be a light and uh, for those that come from the neighborhood. So love for you to be here for that. The second thing I want to tell you is next steps. If you're new to Promise, we are doing next steps. We're starting um, step one after service. It's going to be in the Life Center. There's child care and there's food available uh, provided. We're going to do step two next week. 
Uh, if you miss one, uh, if you do one, can't do the other, that's all right. Jump in it because um, in November uh, we'll do step one, step two again. And, um, and maybe even before the year's out, we'll do it again. So if you're new to Promise, we'd love to get to know you, love for you to get to know us. That's really what this is about. It's really a gateway into our church and our vision and our ministries and all those kinds of things. And so I lead it. Um, I teach it, I guess. And a lot of people help us put it on. Vanessa's around here somewhere. She uh, helps us too with that. I don't know. She's somewhere next door. There we go. Uh, I got to get to the Bible here. I'm going to do part three of Say Your Prayers. Turn to somebody say, Say Your Prayers. Somebody said, Take Your Vitamins and Say Your Prayers. I don't know who that was. Uh, I'm going to go here to Matthew chapter 6, and um, I'm excited to preach to you today. I, I, I uh, never take it lightly to be able to open the Bible with you. Uh, and it is my honor. Can I see Matthew 6 and 5 up there? I'll read it quickly as I read it. Just keep moving it through. Would y'all help me though? What is Jesus? This is now in Luke 11, there's a parallel passage. The, the disciples ask Jesus, they say, Would you teach us to pray? And after they make that request, Jesus follows with this little teaching and then an example prayer. So, would you read this opening line with me? Jesus said, When you pray. Let's say it again, when you pray. That's going to be my title today. Jesus said, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners just to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. He told the same thing about giving. But he says, but when, everybody say that with me, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father. I love this. Who is unseen, then your father who sees what's done in that secret closet, he will reward you, the King James said, openly. And here it is again, not to be redundant, but this is the words of Jesus. When you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans do. They think they will be heard because of their many words. This is like, I think what we saw last week, we were saying, the Lord is not requiring you to pray this eloquent prayer. You can just say, Lord, stop by here. Then he says, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Everybody said amen to that. Then he says, this is how you pray. This is how you pray. Now, this is the Lord's prayer. It's not really my text for today, but I figured since we were right there up on it, we might as well read it. I know that you all are saved and sanctified and could quote this backwards and forwards, but let's just read it together today. This then is how you pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And for if, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and glory and power forever. Amen. Everybody said amen. Turn to somebody, say it again one more time. Say your prayers. When you pray, God bless you. You can be seated. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm so glad to be with you today. Um, if you'll preach with me, I think it'll go even better. How many said amen to that? So Jesus said, when you pray. Is that what he said? I thought about that because Jesus is making an assumption about his disciples saying, when you pray. Not if you pray. Not 
maybe, kind of, sort of, if you get time and don't have anything else to do, pray. You with me? He said, when you pray. He made the assumption that if you're my disciple, there's a scheduled time that you pray. There's a when you pray. It's not a if you pray. It's a when you pray. And I want to tell the church today that we have to make time to pray. Because when there's no prayer, there's no power. But where there is prayer, I'll tell you there's power. I like to teach this, without God, man cannot. But without man, God will not. God is looking for a vessel for heaven to come to earth. And so without God, I cannot do what God needs me to do. But without me, God does not have a vessel to do what he wants to do. I'll say it this way, that prayer is the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. How many want the best God can do? I'll say that prayer honors God and God honors prayer. But here's what I wanted to say before I open, really open up here. I want to say that when you pray, you are not appealing to God's reluctance, but you are appealing, you are appealing to God's willingness. When I pray, I'm saying, Lord, if it's your will, let it be done. If it's your will to heal me, let it be done. If it's your will to provide, bless, save, heal, and deliver, let it be done in my life. I read through the Gospels and I see this happen over and over and time and time again in the life and the ministry of Jesus. People would come to the Lord and say, if you are willing. Have you read that? If thou are willing, if you're willing, heal me. If you're willing, save me. If you're willing, provide for me. If you're willing, bless me. If you're willing, do a miracle in my life. And what I want to tell you today is you will never know the will of God for your life until you pray, Lord, let your will be done in my life. When I pray, I'm not praying for, I, I'm not praying for my own will. I'm praying for His will. And I'll tell you, His will is a good thing. Lord, if it's your will to heal, let me be healed. God, if it's your will to work through me, work through me. God, if it's your will to save me, save me. If it's your will to deliver me out of this thing, deliver me out of this thing. God, if it's your will to provide and do a miracle, Lord, let me be a channel, a pipeline, a plumb line for heaven's will to come to earth right now if you are willing. Somebody ought to praise God right there. Somebody ought to say amen. If you are willing, work through me. I never see in the gospel when they go to Jesus and say, if you're willing, I've never read where Jesus said, nope, not willing to do that. The Bible says that we have not because we ask not. I'll tell you there are things that is God's will to happen in your life that have not happened yet because you haven't prayed for it. 
But when you pray for it, you are appealing to God's willingness. And I'll tell you, that's a powerful prayer. That is the power of a praying church. Remember, when Jesus had an opportunity to define his house, he did not say this is a house of fellowship, although I'm glad it's a house of fellowship. I'm glad for that, right? I love seeing y'all and shaking hands and smiling and how's the kiddos? How are they doing in baseball? How's your week? God bless. Good to see you, brother. I love all that. How's the car? How's the, the, all that? Love it. But when Jesus defined his house, he did not say it was a house of fellowship. I love the worship. And, And we saw last week that how we approach his presence is with singing, is with gladness, is with joy, is with worship, is with praise. But the fact is when Jesus defined his house, he did not say it's a house of singing, praise, and worship. And the fact is when Jesus even defined his house, he didn't even say it was a house of preaching, even though we know it is, and it is a house of worship. But when Jesus defined his house, he said it is a house of prayer. Never let us come into this place without saying, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Let your will be accomplished in my heart. Lord, I've got something to talk to you about. I've got something to thank you for. And I'll tell you, all of those praises and thanksgiving It actually is the vehicle of prayer. It's talking to the Lord. And so I want to tell you, never underestimate the power of prayer in your life. When the church prays, we are saying, Lord, hear us. Lord, walk with us. Lord, heal us. Lord, bless us. Lord, provide for us. Lord, save us. Lord, deliver us. I wonder if anybody's got a prayer in their heart today and just said, if you're willing, Lord, let it be done in my life. If you're willing, Lord, let it be done right here and right now because I need your touch. How many said amen? I forgot to start my timer. Forgive me. I need grace, Lord. I've only been preaching five seconds. Number one. All right, the podcast will tell the truth. When we pray, all right, so Jesus said, when you pray, right? So I want to just give you a few things surrounding that. When we pray. Everybody say, when we pray. When we pray, I want to tell you, we pray in Jesus' name. We pray in the name of Jesus. Maybe you've heard somebody up here pray and they they begin to pray and they say, in the name of Jesus, we just ask right now uh, a special anointing on this service. We just just ask in the name of Jesus that you would be with us today. We just ask and, and, and we pray all this, say it with me, in the name of Jesus, amen. And maybe you've heard people pray that and you don't understand the why or you don't understand the power of it. Um, I, I love the song that we just sang, Annette, come alive. Come Help me sing. Come alive in the name of Jesus. You know, the Lord did not bless me with a, a singing voice. I'm still praying for it. I'm still believing. Lord, if it's your will. But you know what? <laughs> But you all would, you would get tired of me because I would be singing during the sermon all the time. I wish I could. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. We sing come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Right? This is a house of miracles. And why are we saying that in the name of Jesus? Well, I want to help you with that today. First of all, Colossians tells us, whatever you do, let me see it quick up there. Whatever you do, fire those up, whether in word or deed, anything you do, if, if it's in word, if it's, if it's 
bless you in the name of Jesus. I want to just encourage you. I see Miguel back there. Miguel, I just want to encourage you in the name of Jesus. You, God is with you. God is blessing you. I just want to encourage you in the name of Jesus. You say, I, I just, I just, uh, this young family right here, in the name of Jesus, I just speak blessing. God is going to, just in the name of Jesus. If it's in word, do it in the name of Jesus. If it's in deed, my, uh, my dad was just up here uh, with the offering appeal. If it's, if, if you're giving somebody a drink of water, in the name of Jesus, I, I want to bless you. Here, here, I want to, I want to buy your, your lunch today. In the, now it's at McDonald's, but I want to buy your lunch today in the name of Jesus. If it's in word or deed, do it all in the name of, is that what it said? In the name of the Lord Jesus. And especially in your prayer, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Here's what Jesus taught us. He said uh, in John 14, he said, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. There must be some power in his name. He said, if you ask in my name, there's a special power with it. He began to unveil that a little more two chapters later in John 16. He was beginning to tell them, look guys, I can't be with you in bodily flesh forever. I came to be the lamb slain, so I won't be here much longer. And he says, in that day, you'll no longer ask me in the flesh, is what he's saying. You'll no longer ask me in the flesh anything. Very truly, I tell you that my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. He says in verse 25, until now you have not asked for anything in my name because I've been with you in the flesh, is what he's saying. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Jesus was saying, I've got to go away soon, but I'm giving you the power and the authority to use my name. Now, if we really understood that, He's giving us the power and the authority not to use our name, but to use His name. Now, we have today a legal option that's called the power of attorney. And it is the right and the privilege to use someone else's name. If I gave you the power of attorney, you could go to a meeting in my place. You could walk in there and speak for me and even sign documents, agree to deals, sign contracts in my name because I gave you the power of attorney. And here's the definition for that. The power of attorney is the authority to act for another person in a specified or legal or all legal and financial matters. What I want to tell you is that before Jesus left this earth, he gave all of his disciples the right and the privilege to use his name. If we really understood the power that we have in the name of Jesus, our life would never be the same. Because when I pray in the name of Jesus, he has given me the power of attorney. What does that mean? It means when I say, let there be blessing in the name of Jesus, it's not me saying it. It's Jesus saying it. See, demons don't flee at my name, but I'm not saying it in my name. Sickness is not healed at my authority. I'm not saying it in my authority. When you pray in Jesus' name, the devil no longer hears you. He hears him. 
when you pray in Jesus' name, it's not you, it's him. And so I'm not praying in my name, I'm praying in Jesus' name. I'm not walking in there in my strength, I'm walking in his strength. I'm not doing it in my power. I'm doing it in his power because it's his name. He gave me his name, his power, his authority, his privilege in Jesus' name. Somebody ought to say amen there. Somebody ought to receive that. It will change your life. I'll tell you that praying in Jesus' name is not a magic key phrase or an incantation. It's not a Excuse me, that's the only thing coming to my mind, but it's not an abracadabra. They learned that in Acts 19. If you know that story, it's fascinating. You ought to go home and read it. Anybody says the Bible's boring, they ain't read it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the, there were magicians at Ephesus in Acts 19. And these magicians, they, they kind of had a, a long list of names they would appeal to. And, and they were, they, they were would, you know, I'm, I don't know what all the names were, but they would say in the name of Zeus, in the name of Isis, in the name of, of, of Jesus, in the name of da-da-da-da-da. And, and they were trying to cast this evil spirit out. And the evil spirit, it, it, it was not, it didn't, it wasn't cast out at the name of Zeus. It wasn't cast out in the name of Aphrodite. It wasn't cast out in the name of Isis. But when they said Jesus... The evil spirit takes notice and says, Jesus, I know, but I don't know you, and Jesus don't know you. Paul, I know, but you're not in relationship with Jesus, so you using the name of Jesus has no authority for me to come out. And so, and this way, I'm I'm telling y'all, y'all go home and read Acts 19. The Bible says that evil spirit jumps on them, beats them, bloodies them, strips them naked. I know the kids are over next door. And they go running from the place, fleeing from the place, whooped up on. Because they tried to use the name of Jesus, but they weren't in relationship with Jesus. Jesus is not a magic key. What it is, is saying, I'm in relationship with him. I'm depending on him. I'm not coming to you in my name. I'm coming to you in his name because I'm covered in his name. I'm in relationship in his name. I've gone down in waters of baptism in his name. And so in everything I do in word or deed, I'm doing it in the name of... In the name of... In the name of Jesus. And here's how I, that's powerful because when I'm named by him, I'm claimed by him. When I'm named by him, I'm claimed by him. And if I'm not claimed by him, I'm not out there using his name. My, when, my, when my wife and I got married, she took on my name. And she got access to everything that I had. Who said amen? <laughs> amen. Now, I didn't have much. I was only like 21, 22. She was even younger than me. So we only had like a couple hundred bucks. But she had access to all of it. And whatever I had from there on was hers too. Every bank account, 
Every title, every car, every deed, every credit card. And what's mine is hers. And what's hers is... Happy wife, happy life, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, amen. We laugh, but it's because she took my name. I'm claimed by her. She's claimed by me. I have, she has my name. We are in covenant together. When you became a Christian, when you went down in waters of baptism, you received him. You took on his name. He claimed you. He bought you with a price. Paul said, we're no longer our own. I was bought out of slavery. Now I serve him. Whatever is his is mine. Whatever is his is mine. Whatever is mine is his. His power, his anointing. Somebody ought to receive that today. His grace, his mercy, his salvation, his healing, his deliverance, his power, his authority. It's mine. Somebody ought to take a praise break right there and just give God a praise. What's his is mine because I have his name. And I tell you, that changes everything. When I'm named by him, I'm claimed by him. That ought to change you and give you a boldness that you've never had before. That ought to give you a boldness in prayer, Nelson, that you've never had before. This is what it said in 1 John chapter 4, that we may have this boldness. 1 John 4, 17. That we may have this boldness in the day of judgment when I come before the throne. I may have a boldness as I approach the throne in prayer. Because as he is, what's his is mine, because as he is, so are we in this world. If you know your Bible, Acts 1 and 8, Jesus ascends into heaven as a resurrected Savior. In Revelation, Jesus says, I was, or in Revelation, John says, I was caught away on the Lord's day and I saw there was one on the throne. It was Jesus. Jesus is on the throne. He, today, he's on the throne. Right now, he's on the throne. He's a resurrected Savior. He showed up to Thomas. He said, I'm not on the cross no more. I'm not on the tomb no more. You can feel the nail prints in my hand. You can see the spear print in my side. I'm a resurrected Savior. As Jesus is, so are we. Is Jesus weak? Is Jesus defeated? Is Jesus powerless? Is Jesus lacking? Is Jesus running out? Burned out? Stressed out, weak, defeated, burned, I don't know, all that. No, he's not. As he is, not as he was. As he is, so are we. Not as a baby in a manger born to a lowly family in an out-of-way town as he is now. Not as he was born of a carpenter, son, no, as he is now. Not as a bleeding Savior, no, as a resurrected Savior. Victorious over sin and death. Jesus said, fear not, I've already overcome the world. Enemies are under his feet. Provision is at his hand. Devils tremble. Angels are sent. Provision is made. So this is how we pray. 
Jesus, you have no lack. And as you are, so are we in this world. So provide every need that I have and give us our daily bread. Amen. Jesus, you are on the throne. You have all power and authority in heaven and earth. And I pray as you are, we are in this world. Give me strength for this journey. Give me power for my enemies. Jesus, you took stripes for my healing. And I pray as you are, as we are in this world, bring healing, restoration, rejuvenation to us today. Because as you are, so are we in this world. In this world, I want to tell you, you have the cover of Jesus. You have the protection of Jesus. You are in the shadow of Jesus. You have his power, abundance, provision, and blessing because you are named by him and you are claimed by him. Somebody ought to say amen. So notice that word boldness there in that 4 and 17. Boldness in the day of judgment. Boldness when you come before the throne. 1 John 4, 17. <laughs> Boldness on the day of judgment. Now, once you understand what we're teaching and what we're diving into today, you will never pray in fear again. You will never pray in condemnation or shame again. I, I don't know if you were here last week. If not, you can catch up on the podcast. But but there's a protocol to how we approach the throne. I mentioned about the queen's funeral, and there's a protocol about how to approach her casket even. And, and there was a line, and there was, there was pomp and circumstance and all this kind of stuff. But we're approaching the king of kings. He never said we had to approach with shame, but we do approach, and I don't want to re-preach that. There is a way to approach the throne, but we can approach the throne in boldness because as he is, so are we. Once you understand that, you will come before the throne with boldness. Why? Because I'm not praying in my authority. I'm not praying with my resume. I'm not praying with my worth. I'm praying in His name. Because if I would go to the throne in my name, I'm immediately disqualified. If I tried to go to the throne and said, Lord, look, I messed up a lot of times, but there I got some good things on my resume too. No. Disqualified. And I, I, I hate to break it to you, but you're probably in the same boat as me. Nobody want to say amen. My attempt at righteousness is like filthy rags. So I don't go to the Father in my name. I don't go to the throne in my name because my name does not get me access there. I don't go on my name, my qualifications, or my resume. But what I'm doing is I approach the throne covered in the blood of Jesus. I go in the shadow of the cross. I go in the name of Jesus. I go boldly because I'm covered. I'm white as snow. I've been washed in red blood, but I'm white as snow. I'm covered by the cross. I'm in the shadow of the cross. And so I go boldly before the throne of grace. This is why Proverbs said in 18.10 that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe. I'll tell you, there's safety at the foot of the cross, in the shadow of the cross, in the name of Jesus. There is safety. How many say amen? I'll keep going. All right. Number two, I got I to gotta go quick now. Uh, when we pray, because I don't trust my clock. I know I started it late. When we pray, 
we are inviting heaven. Matthew 6 and Luke 11, they're parallel passages of what we read. Um, the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And, and he said, when you pray, pray like this. And he gave us that example prayer. He said, let your kingdom come. The example prayer that Jesus prayed. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You heard that before. But I want to tell you, the power of that is when we get into the presence of God, even in this house right now, when we get into the presence of God, when we worship we get a glimpse of heaven. We get, we get a vision. We get a dream. We get, we get just, just that's, what, that's what it said about uh, John. He, he was in the Lord's day. He was caught up into the heavenlies. And he got a glimpse of heaven. How powerful is that? You know, when we get into the presence of God, we get a taste of heaven. It's just a taste of joy. Did I lose you? It's just a taste of peace. It, it, it's, not, it's not heaven, but it's a, it's a touch of it. It's a taste of it. The Bible says, I guess i got to stay here because y'all aren't with me. The Bible said that the Holy Spirit is, is given in earnest of our final reward. So it, it's just kind of a down payment. It's like, it, it, it's not a million dollars, but it, it's a hundred grand. It, it's a taste. It, it's, it's a taste of what's to come. And I'll tell you, when you get into the presence of God, it's a taste of the joy to come. It's a taste of the peace to come. It's a taste of, it's just, it's just a taste. But here's what we've got to understand. When we get in, sometimes when we get down to pray, all we do is, Lord, I need you to pay my light bill, and I, I, I need you to deal with Susie, and, and, and I need this, and I need that, and, I, and I'm praying for that. Okay, amen, blah, blah. I'll tell you, get in the presence of God. Get a glimpse of heaven. Get a taste of what's possible. And say, Lord, I want that in my world. I want heaven, the will of heaven in my earth. I want what, what I just felt to, to come to earth. And, and, and here's, what, here's what I want you to understand. I think so many times as Christians... We just accept what's happening on earth and we just say, I don't want to step on anybody's toes here, but I hear people, I hear people say, oh, well, everything happens for a reason. And I just got to break it to you. That's not a Bible verse. I understand what you mean when you say that. You're saying that God is sovereign and God is on the throne. And, and, and so I'm with that 100%. But I'll tell you, that not everything that happens on earth is God's will. It wasn't, everything was not God's will. So if we say, well, everything happens for a reason, well, yeah, it might have been because someone sinned. What happened for a reason? Yeah, because, some, because this is a fallen world. Well, everything happens for a reason? Yeah, because it was a bad choice. That was never the will of heaven. And if everything that happened on this earth was the will of heaven, then we'd be in heaven. But how many know we're not in heaven? That's why Jesus said, pray for heaven to happen here. And in prayer, we should say, Lord, this thing that's happening is not your will. This thing that's happening is not your kingdom. 
It's not your will for me to be in lack. It's not your will for me to be suffering. You took stripes for me to be healed. I'm not supposed to be in this sin. I'm not supposed to be in this pit, in this trap, in this addiction. And I'm praying for heaven to break me out of whatever I'm in right now. And I'm calling for heaven to activate in my world. And so the will of God is not always being done because God gave man free will. We know that, right? From the third chapter of our Bible. As long as God gave man free will, there will be times and places where God's will is not happening. And so in prayer, I invite God's kingdom. I invite God's will and I say, Lord, what's happening is not your will, but I'm asking heaven to invade earth. And when I do that, I'm pushing back hell. I'm pushing back darkness. I'm pushing back the enemy, and I'm inviting God's kingdom into my situation. But I'll tell you, you have to spend time in the presence of God to get a glimpse, to get a taste of what heaven's will really is. So you say, what's God's kingdom look like? I can show you in Romans 14 and 17. It says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. But it's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. So if when you pray, you're feeling righteousness, you're feeling joy. When you got in the presence of God, you're feeling peace, you're feeling the Holy Spirit. And when you come out of your prayer time and you say, this thing is not right, you get back to that prayer and you say, Lord, I'm asking for righteousness in this thing that's wrong and make it right. This thing that doesn't have peace, it has strife and envy and jealousy and anger and bitterness. And Lord, I'm asking for peace to come into this thing and fix it. And, and this thing that I don't have joy in, it, it, yeah, I'm asking for joy to come in. I'm asking for your spirit to come in. So if it's not righteous, peace, joy, and the Holy Spirit, it's not God's kingdom. That's why I pray, Lord, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come in my life on earth as it is in heaven. How many said amen? You know, so I want to tell you, um, when you get this glimpse of heaven and, and heaven's will coming to reality in your life, I'll tell you, prayer is so powerful because when that happens, all of a sudden, my life is changed. And I'll tell you, it's through prayer. Prayer will be a sustaining force for holiness in your life. Prayer will help you hear God's voice. Prayer will give you God ideas that you never had on your own. Prayer will give you creativity from, from heaven. It will give you the joy of the Lord. You'll get a dream in prayer. You'll get a vision for your life in prayer. Prayer will put your eyes on eternity and off of this world. Prayer will give you freedom from worldliness, freedom from offense, freedom from anger, freedom from bitterness. It will help you love God and His ways and His will. It will give you obedience to God, and it will give you a fire and a passion for the things of heaven. I believe that's why James 4 and 8 said, draw near to God, and He'll draw near to you. When I get into the presence of God and I say, this is the kingdom, this is righteousness, peace, and joy, all of a sudden it 
comes down, back down with me on earth as it is in heaven. How many say amen? Music come. I'm, I'm going to close here today because uh, I don't trust my clock. Is that all right? Maybe somebody's got a clock better than mine. I don't know. We all right? One of my favorite verses here is um, in Acts 12 and 5. And, and I want to give you this last thing. I think sometimes when we pray, how many would be honest and say, sometimes when I pray, I felt like my prayers were hitting that ceiling and falling right back down. I'll tell you, when you mix faith with prayer, God hears you. And my last thing I want to say is, is that when we pray, we do pray in Jesus' name. And when we pray, we invite heaven. But also when we pray, we believe that we will receive. I want to say in faith today, when you pray, believe because you will receive. I can't tell you what you'll receive, but I'll tell you, you'll receive. Somebody said it this way, Jesus might calm the storm, but he might calm his child in the storm. So I don't know what you're going to receive, but I will say in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, when you pray, you will receive. I need to say that again. Let me go to this side of the room here. Let me say in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, when you pray, you will receive. You will receive. Believe that. Believe that. One of my favorite verses on, on prayer and the church praying is in Acts 12 and 5. James had just been martyred, and Peter is now in prison. He's on death row. He's scheduled to be put to death the very next day. Here's what it says. It says, but while Peter was in prison, the church prayed. Not fearfully, not meekly, not mildly, but they prayed earnestly for him. Even though Peter was in prison, James had just died, even though the church is disappointed, even though it's bad news, and even though things don't look good, they prayed. And they prayed earnestly. And they prayed without stopping. And they were saying, this is happening, but the church is going to pray. Peter's in prison, but the church is going to pray. Peter's on death row, but the church is going to pray. And this is what happens when we pray, is we put a stop on what the enemy is doing. And we say, I know this is what's happening. But God has the final say. I know Peter's in prison, but God's still on the throne. And we're putting a conjunction up against what is already happening. This is what's happening, but God is going to hear our prayer. Remember, not everything that happens is God's will. So let's pray against it. Let's put a hedge up against it. This is what's happening, but... God might have a final, have something else to say about it. Peter's in prison, but God can get him out. Peter's in prison, but it's not over yet. I'll tell you that but is a conjunction. It's a phrase. It's a clause contrasting and contradicting. I love this. What's already been said. 
So the reality is, he's in prison, but the church is going to pray. This is what's going on, but through prayer, I'm pushing back on it. This is what the doctor said, but I'm disagreeing with it in faith. This is what somebody said, but this is what God said. This is what somebody said, but this is what God's word said. This is what somebody said, but this is what I'm praying. This is what somebody said, but this is what my faith says. This is what the enemy is trying to do, but this is what I'm praying. This is what happened, but this is what I'm praying. This might have happened in my family, but we're still going to pray. And I'm going to put up a contradictory statement against the plan of the enemy. And I'm pushing back. And I'm saying, you will not cross this line. You're not going any further. I'm praying the prayer of faith. And in the name of Jesus, let your will be done as I pray. I don't know what the enemy's plans are, but God is still on the throne. I know Peter's in prison, but God has the keys of that prison of death, of hell, and nothing's going to happen. You know what happened when the church prayed? You can stand with me. You know what happened when the church prayed? God heard that prayer. I'm going to close quick, so stay with me. God heard that prayer. God released an angel that opened that prison door and Peter walked out of that prison. His chains fell off. I'll tell you, this is what happens when we pray, believe that you will receive. Maybe somebody's in here today saying, everybody in my family is addicted. That's going to happen to me. I want to tell you, put that but conjunction up, that contradiction up, and say, but God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Maybe somebody's saying, every time this happens, I go into a downward spot. No, say, every time this happens, but God is with me this time. And his rod and his staff has comforted me. And even in the shadow of death, I'm fearing no evil because God is with me. Maybe somebody's saying, life is crazy right now, but God is with me. Life is scary right now, but God is with me. I'm going through something, but God is with me. I'm sick, but God's a healer. I'm down, but God's a deliverer. I'm in prison, but God can set me free. I'm trapped, but God is on the throne. I'm not denying what happened, but I'm disagreeing in faith, believing God's word over everybody else's word. Hell, I disagree with you. Goliath, I disagree with you. I believe what God has said. And if you'll pray today, God will release power and anointing. He'll release an angel. He'll release strength. He'll release deliverance, salvation. He'll release what you need today. I'm going to close with this. And I want to give you an opportunity to pray. And I'd love everybody on our prayer team to come forward and begin to set an example of prayer, but also to just pray with those that come forward. And I want to give an, an altar call today and just say, would you step out and just find that place to pray? I want to close with James right here, chapter 5. He says, is anybody among you in trouble? 
we had two services today, two good crowds despite weather and all kind of stuff. I don't know what kind of trouble everybody's in that's come today. But it says if anybody is in trouble, let them pray. I don't know what trouble you're in, but I know what the solution and the remedy is. It's prayer. The next verse said, is anybody sick? Let them call for the elders of the church and pray. Anoint them with oil in the name of Jesus. Is anybody in trouble? Let's pray. Is anybody sick? Let's pray. Next verse. It says, And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. Does it say, Well, you're sick, okay, just deal with it? No, it says, Pray. And the prayer offered in faith will make them well. The Lord will raise them up. And if they've sinned, they'll be forgiven. Next verse. Confess your sins. Pray for each other. You'll be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Every head bowed, every eye closed all over this house. I don't know if you're in trouble today. I don't know if you need salvation. I don't know if there's sin, if there's mistakes, if there's if there's problems, if, if, there, if you're down and out in some way and you need delivered and picked up and changed and saved and strengthened. I don't know. I don't know if maybe there's somebody in the house today that's sick. I don't know if there's somebody in the house today that's in trouble. But I'll tell you that the remedy and the solution is to find a place to pray. I just want to invite you, as many as would, as I begin to pray, I'm inviting you to step out. How many just step out right now? Just begin to move forward. Step into this altar. I believe the Lord will meet you right here. I believe the Lord will meet you in this house right now. I see many that are coming. I invite you. Lord Jesus, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I know there's there there's people here today that are in trouble. I know there's people today that are in a problem, in a situation. And I just believe that you can touch, that you hear them right now. I believe there's folks that are sick and need healing. I believe there's folks that are, are in a mess and they need saved and delivered and picked out, picked up and picked out of I just believe for it right now in Jesus' name. How many would come as the worship team begins to sing? How many step out right now and just find a place to pray? We'll have a prayer partner meet with you. so much for listening. Share this message with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.